0: Hey there, what is up everyone? It's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival and welcome to podcast episode number 248. Now quite a few of our New World Patriot Alliance members have been asking me during our one-on-one coaching calls that we do about planning their evacuations if they were ever forced to leave their home either before or during a disaster or other crisis. Now some of the questions they have are about where to go, how to get there, and what they should bring with them. And most members I've talked to have a pretty good head start on the gear that they should carry inside of their vehicle for any sort of a forced bug out scenario. And I'm hoping that you do too, but there's always room for improvement, right? Well, for this week's podcast episode, I thought I'd share with you the top 10 items that I found are not on most people's bug out vehicle gear list, but absolutely should be. Now it's all coming right up, but first don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes, including handy dandy one page cheat sheet that you can use to check off all the gear that you should have on there. All you have to do is go to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 248 and download it all absolutely free. And now let's get on with the show
1: firearms training urban survival close quarters combat this this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot this is modern combat and survival
0: hey there welcome back it is jeff anderson editor for modern combat and survival magazine and executive director of the new world patriot alliance and you know so Listen, everybody likes checklists, right? Everybody loves survival gear. And um, so this podcast episode really comes out of my conversations with a lot of our um, our one-on-one coaching calls that I do with people uh, each week for the New World Patriot Alliance uh, membership program that we have. And um, we've, I've been getting a lot of questions about about bugging out and a lot of people are really well prepared. I mean, I think people have really started to understand the necessity of making sure that you do have a forced evacuation plan because it used to be everybody just thought, well, I'll just be able to stay in my home. But I think we've seen from over the last several years now, all the disasters that force people out of their home. Because look, your house is the best place to be, right? Obviously, unless, until it's not. Because if you are in the path of a storm or if you are something happens where you're not able to stay there, you're going to have to leave and you could be forced out. So, when that happens, that's not the time that you want to be scrambling around trying to pack everything up and figure out what you're going to bring with you. And there are some things that you need to have specific to your bug out vehicle, which is the family hoopty, that you want to have in there at all times so that you're not looking around the garage for everything and it's already packed in there. And this covers pretty much everything you need. If you look at your vehicle really as like a giant bug out bag, that's probably the best way to think about it, right? Like a bug out bag we use for, you can use it at home. and That's what I tell people like that is your, your home survival kit, but it's also really designed to help get you to your planned safety retreat, a, 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 a another location that's going to be safer than the one that you're at. Well, the vehicle is going to be the best way to get you there until it's not, right? That's what a bug-out bag that's why a bug-out bag should be a backpack because if it's no longer the best vehicle to get you there, then your LPCs, your leather personnel carriers might be what are actually taking you there. But if you look at the vehicle as a big as a big um, as a big bug out bag, then that's going to help you really understand that you need to have all of your gear packed and ready to go to be able to get you there. And so I look at it the same way that I look at whether it's your home or whether it is your bug out bag, is you need to cover all the essentials of shelter, food, water, and security. And so if we if we take it and just chunk it down like that then we can see how it adjusts for specifically for the vehicle, all right? But when I'm having these calls with people, most people have like the basic essentials that are in there. However, I find that there is a lot of things they should have that they don't have in there. And I wanted to just quickly go through this list with you for you to be able to compare it with what you currently have inside of your vehicle. Note the word there, currently, okay? Because it should be there right now. And if it's not, I want you to go ahead and use our cheat sheet that that um, we're going to go ahead and include with the show notes here. So you can use that as kind of your shopping list to be able to figure out what, how you need to adjust and what you need to put in your vehicle now to make sure that you are covered. Okay? Remember, you can go get the uh, the cheat sheet over at www.mcsmagazine.com slash 248. You can go ahead and get it. It's just free. You just download it right there. It's good to go. All right? So let's go ahead and go down this list of uh, the top 10 here that, that should be, but I find really aren't there. So let's go ahead and start with um, with number one, which is let's go ahead and start with your um well let's go ahead and start with food right so for food um it's really easy to take any sort of survival food kits with you now most people are going to try and like shove canned goods and whatever they've got inside of their vehicle and you know box of fruit loops and they're going to bring all that stuff and look the fact is, is that your vehicle—it's not meant to be your next your next home. It's not meant to be right now. It could end up being that way, but it's really just meant to be a part of your bug out plan, which includes another destination to get to, and that destination should be close enough that you can get there within those three days of driving. Now you can go you know, halfway across the country or all the way across the country in three days, right? So that's possible, but you don't necessarily have to go that far. But your your vehicle is not is, is just really meant to get you to your next destination over a very short period of time. So throwing some canned goods in there is probably not a big deal, right? But you're not going to keep them in there. Typically you're not going to keep that kind of food in there. Now you can, with, with a bug out bag, we want the food to be as light as possible. In your vehicle, you can carry more weight, so it's easier. But you still want it to be transitional. So if you are forced to leave your vehicle, then at least that that food is going to be mobile. You can take it with you, and so that's why I still like to use the same food that I put inside of my bug out bag, using dried survival meals that uh, that are lightweight, that can be reconstituted with water and um, other things that don't need to be reconstituted with water. So you've got a variety there, and you're not. You're not subject to needing water or needing something to cook with Um, so um, i like to use the same food kit so i use the uh, the 72 hour food kits that are inside of my bug out bag i know that that's already going to be in there and so those are good to go i get mine are from food for patriots there'll be a link with the show notes here or i'm sorry with the uh with the blog post that has this this episode on it you'll be able to click on over there and get actually you can get you can get it for free now so that's where we've gotten to now it's become it's become so widely popular that these companies are really competing to be able to get their brand out there, and so you can get those free 72-hour food kits um, if they're still if they're still doing them. I don't know what I'll put the link there, and it should still be out there um, as an offer. Okay, so but that's what I like to use. If but here's the thing, um, I mean, like I have I have a year's worth of food for my family in these same kits. So they come in the, like these big plastic bins. But not everybody's vehicle is a giant, you know, Ford F one hundred and fifty truck that you can shove this stuff in the back of, or an SUV. Some people have very small vehicles, and and I find that people tend to like overstock them if they're going to bug out. They start throwing all of the memorabilia in there and everything else. So you might not have room for one of these big kits to put in there to at least give you like you could even do like a month's worth of food in one side one of those kits but you definitely want to have at least 72 hours in there you want it to be it can it can be things like dried meals that you can reconstitute and cook because those are going to be better tasting it's going to be a hot meal it's going to be it's going to be very welcome during this type of a scenario especially when everybody's stressed but you also want stuff that you can eat right on the go so whether that's snacks like nuts that you have or um even sugary foods because One thing we find is that sugar really hits those pleasure receptors in the brain and during a stressful time, you can go ahead and um, those are going to make everybody feel a lot better, right? So things like chocolate that also have kind of a a, a mini antidepressant effect helps. um, I like... I like Pop Tarts for some reason. Ever since I was a kid, I've always been like a Pop Tart fan. So I actually have Pop Tarts in my vehicle as well. Uh, But those are some good things to have in there. Survival bars are a thing that's come out. um, Well, they've been out for a while now. But those are also like they're jam packed with calories. I can't say they're the best tasting thing in the world. It's kind of like eating sawdust a lot of time, like lemon flavored sawdust. A lot of them, Um, but they are condensed calories. That they're going to give you a lot of uh, a lot of nutrients in a very small thing. So if you have a smaller vehicle, survival bars that you can keep there are really super compact and that's a really good option that you can add as well. Alright, all right. so for number two, so that's, that covers food right there. For for water, um, a lot of people are, are putting in, I, I noticed that in talking with people, they put in like cases of bottled water and those can be helpful, especially if you need to give them out to other people, if you're helping other people out. Um, however, what, for my own family, what we use uh, we always have inside of our bug out bag. We have our our uh, personal water bladder with a built-in inline water filter in it. But you can again, you can carry more inside of a vehicle. So what we use, we have two different collapsible water uh, plastic bins. So these things really smush on down. They're they're a soft plastic, so they smush down. They become collapsible, so you can keep them stored really easily inside of a vehicle. And then when you need to use it. We have two of them there. So one will go ahead if we if we are going to if we see a water source, then we'll go and we'll put water into the one it, we call it like the dirty water. So it doesn't I don't care if it's a, a pond, I don't care if it's a retention pond, I don't care, I don't care what it is, I can put whatever scummy water I want in there, almost. Uh, you it can't have any solvents or gasoline or anything like that. But you can put dirty water in one, and then we just use that to fill up our personal bladders. Or we also have a portable filter that we use to fill up the other one so it's it's ready to go. So we'll have a good um, couple of gallons there of clean water always ready to go inside of that bin as well. But those collapsible containers are really super... Uh, they're really handy to have because they do they can be packed away there all right so i recommend that you have those two collapsible containers with filters that you can use to pour from one dirty one into a the other second uh, container that's going to be clean all right okay so now let's move on to shelter and shelter is the actual shelter that you might use it's also um getting to your your shelter like your next location um, plus, how to maintain your vehicle as a shelter as you're getting to that location. Because really, your vehicle can be considered your shelter. However, um, again, people might not have enough room in there for it to truly be something that you get a good night's sleep in or a good rest in. Now, my goal is always to get to my plan B safety location as quick as I possibly can. So I'm not looking really to you know make that my house. You know, leaning back in my in my seat might be able to help me there. But I have my dogs also. I don't have a pickup truck that I can put them in the back of or or anything like that. So if you have a, a larger family, this might be a little bit more difficult, especially if you are packing a lot of stuff in there that you're trying to take with you. So in that case, having a tent could be something that you might want to have available there. Now. Again, I am not. Again, I want to get there as fast as I possibly can. Especially if it's a bug out scenario, that's a wide scale crisis. You don't want something that's going to take a lot of time to put up and take down. So what I've been seeing uh, lately, and I actually am just about ready to order one of these, is an inflatable tent. Because I usually use just my my army poncho and some bungee cords, and I can attach that to either to the vehicle and then make a tarp right there that we can sleep under, or I can use the the woods I might be around. Uh, in, in some sort of a covert location that I, I pull off of so nobody sees my vehicle. Um, nonetheless, a, a tent can be really handy, and these new blow-up ones are really cool. And so um, you can you can just blow this thing up, and then it quickly co- goes up, and it quickly comes down if you have a compressor that you can use. And uh, so having a tent might be something that you want to add on there, okay? So that's item number three is having a tent available. And I find that most people really don't have... They, they, they might have a tent, but they don't have one that's fast up and fast down. And that's what that's what the difference is. I want you to be able to get something like that, all right? Okay, so item number four is in, is going to be able to help get you there, and that is a roadmap. So I think we've become really dependent on vi- vehicle like GPSs that you either have built into the vehicle or on our phone. But if satellites go down or if uh, electricity goes down and you don't have something to charge everything up with, then you definitely want to make sure that you have a roadmap with you that is already plotted out for you to be able to get to your plan B location. Now one thing I will say about this though that a lot of people don't do is if somebody does, whether we are stopped at a checkpoint, if it's that sort of a thing, uh, if we're talking about like a true collapse where that checkpoint might not be a police checkpoint or a military checkpoint or a Red Cross checkpoint, but people that are actually robbing people in their vehicles or stopping them and taking supplies because they didn't have anything. Well, then you want to make sure that your location is not going to be made public to everybody. So what you can do is you can get a a, a pen like it's an invisible ink pen, you can get it right off of Amazon And that's what I want to actually use for my getting to my location. Like I wanna plot that out, my my primary route, my alternate routes, and mark those with the invisible pen and using something else for like a like a, a highlighter to a different location. So it's basically like a decoy roadmap, is what I tell people to do. And with that invisible pen, all you have to do is use a black light. They make these little Uh, pen like uh, these little pen lights that you can use or these little thumb thumb led lights that are a black light and they're meant to be able to see that kind of invisible ink and so you can use that to show your own actual path that you're going to use to get there. All right that way if somebody does find your map or they take your map they actually don't have your location of where all of your real stuff Is stored like if if you've got a stocked retreat or just somebody's house that you're going to be going to, but you have extra extra supplies there. You don't want people to know where that is, right? Okay, so you can use that as your decoy. All right, that's going to be number four. Number five on our list is going to be you're going to need gasoline to get there. And again, if electricity is down, then you're not. Going to be able to use the gas pumps, and you're going to see a lot of vehicles parked alongside the road that have run out of gas. You're going to see you're going to see a lot of vehicles around the block at gas stations that you know they're waiting for resupply. They realize they can't get anywhere, and they're going to stay there at that gas station until they can get resupplied. And we all know that those are the one of the worst places to be at these gas stations because soon as people start filling up and they start hogging all that gas that comes in, then everybody else is going to get irate. We've seen fist fights a lot of times at these gas stations. So that's not where I want to be. I need to make sure that I have my own way to fuel my vehicle. Now, I recommend that, of course, you want to stock up as much as you can at home so you can pour it in there. So you want to have extra gasoline with you, but you want to be able to bring extra gasoline with you and keep it out of the way. So making sure that you have a way to hide it is one thing. But here's the item that I want everybody to get. And that is a way to siphon gas. Okay. So these are special kits and you want one that is updated for being able to siphon gas out of vehicles that have a, um, they have a, like a, a stopper inside of them to keep people from from siphoning out gas. I'm not sure how the mechanism actually works, but the siphon that I have, the siphon kit that I have is small, but it's designed for also getting gas out of vehicles that have the new safety feature built into them, right? So what you can use this for is if there are vehicles that are maybe broken down, then you might be able to get fuel out of them. Or if it's a used car lot that you go by, or a new car lot, you can get gas from those locations as well. So I'm gonna use those locations to be able to keep me going while everybody else might be broken down or not able to find gas. So a siphon kit is item number five on our list of top 10 items, all right? All right, well, I've got another five coming up for you here. But I also want to hear from you. So I want to hear what's on your list that you think most people do not have in your vehicle. Go ahead and make sure that you go to the blog and you leave a comment on there. What is off of this list? What is it, what would be on your top 10 list of items that should be in your bug out uh, bug out vehicle but most people are not putting there. Go ahead and leave it. I want to hear your I want to see your comments in there. And we've got five more coming up of my own, but first check out this special message. <laughs>
1: In any disaster, crisis, or attack, your life, and the life of those you love could solely rest on the survival gear you've acquired. Do you have the proper gear to protect you from the threats you'll face? Whether it's preparing your home against the destruction and mayhem of a city in chaos, or you're bugging out to a safer location when a natural disaster forces you from your home, the supplies you have right now could ensure your survival or seal your fate. Don't take the risk. Claim your free copy of our exclusive guide, Survival Gear Secrets, at survivalgearsecrets.com and discover the seven-phase survival gear plan every family must prepare for or face the consequences. Five no-bullshit warning signs that a collapse is headed your way, so you're already in action long before your neighbors even know what hit them and how to know exactly when it's safer to stay at home and shelter in place, or get in the family bug out mobile and get the hell out of Dodge. Your fellow citizens may be fine with sleeping in a crowded stadium waiting for FEMA to hand them a granola bar, juice box, and a blankie, but you know that no one can protect your family better than you can. If you're properly prepared with the right supplies and equipment to ensure your survival, don't wait until it's too late. Find out what's missing from your survival gear plan by grabbing your free copy of Survival Gear Secrets now at www.survivalgearsecrets.com. And now, back to our show.
0: All right, welcome back, everyone. We are going over our top 10 list of bug out vehicle survival gear items that most people are not carrying but absolutely should. And we are on number six now. We're still trying to get to our location here. So one of the other things that can happen to you, besides either breaking down or or running out of gas, is um, your is your tire. You could get a flat tire, right? Especially if it's a, a disaster where there's debris around, you might run over a nail or a piece of glass, something that will that will deflate your tire. And you need to be able to get to your location. So having a tire repair kit is absolutely essential. Now a tire repair kit can be um, there can affix a flat can be helpful it can seal small punctures however larger ones are going to need something a little bit bigger and so you there are these tire repair kits that you can you can get where you can actually take off the tire and has a plug right there Um, it's designed not it's not a professional kit it's designed for the average civilian that needs to be able to repair their kit and do it on the go um, and to be able to at least get them to a location where they can get their own, a new tire, okay? Now you should have a spare tire that is hopefully not one of those little wobbly things that you can only go for, you know, 50 miles or 100 miles. I'm I'm not sure how long those things go, but they're not really designed for long-term bugging out, especially if you have to go over any kind of terrain whatsoever. They're, They're just meant to get you to a location where you can get a new tire, right? Well, if you can put your own actual spare tire inside of that wheel well, then I absolutely recommend that you use one of your Maybe your old tires that you have taken off of your vehicle and have that replaced uh, inside. Use that instead of the, the little wobbly tire that goes in there. Um, that's going to be helpful but this tire repair kit is going to be super helpful for you to be able to repair, actually do it like a, a good repair to a tire if you need to when you're on the road. All right, number seven kind of goes along with that which is an air compressor so that you can fill that tire back up. Whether it is a can of fix-a-flat and you need more air in your tire, but it's just good to have the air compressor there. Uh, if your tires go low or if somebody else maybe is in your convoy or somebody else you bring, you're bring you bringing along the way, they get a flat tire, you can use this for them also. They might not have a good spare tire with them. So you might need that for somebody else that's in your in your convoy essentially. All right. So the air compressor is going to be really handy. Just make sure that it can actually inflate tires as it's not just meant for pool toys and things like that. The other thing that it's really helpful for is blowing up that that tent that we talked about—if you get one of those blow-up tents, okay. So, uh, so that works. That works really well for that. So that's gonna be item number seven. Item number eight. The other way that you can get stuck is going to be in uh, like mud, especially if we're talking about a disaster where it's very rainy out, or if it's snowy and you slide off the road, and you're going to need a way to get out of the. Uh, The snowbank or the mud or whatever you got there. And so, having any sort of a folding shovel, like an old entrenching tool, like milk from a military surplus store, is going to be really helpful for you to be able to dig out of a location, be able to get down to earth or or something that you can get some traction to, or using that e tool for a a striking against, uh, you know, being able to use it to chop up some wood or something like that that you can put underneath there. Uh, it just comes in really handy. It's super compact. It, it just goes in there, and it's uh, definitely a, a must-have inside of there. All right, so that's item number eight. Item number nine is a pair of bolt cutters. Now, this is really, this is really important, and we've seen this come up in a lot of different disasters out there. When people are evacuating. Oftentimes, are very limited in how they can get out of the area that they're at. The Paradise Fires are a really good example of that because a primary route that you would normally take, and even a secondary route, can get blocked by the disaster itself. With those Paradise, uh, the Paradise California wildfires, they were blocking roads. They were blocking evacuation routes. And I did one story about a person, um, I don't remember what uh, podcast episode it was, but about a person that was evacuating from it in a convoy. And they were all, there was like uh, five cars and they were suddenly stopped by a gate. And they tried to get through the gate by getting past the, the. it was a locked gate. It was, it was chained together and nobody had any way to get past it. And by the time that they were trying to figure out how to get through the gate, the fire had already reached the vehicles and everybody except for the one person that was trying to get through the gate, they all died in their vehicles. When a simple pair of bolt cutters would have been able to get through that that chain or that padlock and be able to get out of there and get back on the road. So a pair of bolt cutters can get through any sort of a padlock, especially if you need to get into um, access another route, but also a, a storage locker or something for other supplies that... Uh, If it's that bad of a scenario where supplies are super low and you come across something that you might be able to access to be able to get supplies from a storage unit or something, then I'm not advocating stealing, but it depends on the the situation where you might need supplies and there might be stuff that you can find in places like that. All right. So, pair of bolt cutters, super handy. Finally, number 10 is a first aid kit. And I find that many people often have like a little first aid kit in their vehicle, but they don't have a good first aid kit for the items that you might need for the type of scenario that we're talking about. And what I mean by that is, if you're in a vehicle, uh, you think about the things that you might have to face on your way to your safety retreat. And one of those is going to be um, the disaster itself. So there could be a tree that comes down and crashes onto uh, your vehicle, or it could be, you know, somebody else that you, you come across that was injured in an accident. Obviously, a car accident is another big, big part of that, right? So um, being able to do any sort of first aid um, is going to be really, you're going to need something for those types of of traumatic injuries that are going to include like lacerations, broken bones. Those are types of things that you might you might face. Also, if it's a scenario where you are the vehicle that is moving while other people aren't, Attacks from other people are another, are another example of of traumatic wounds that you might you might experience that you're need going to need to be prepared for. That's gunshots, stabbings, people, bitches be crazy out on the road, man. During a during a, a, a scenario like this, so you have to be prepared for those types those types of traumatic injuries as well. So making sure that you do have a um, a splint that you can use for broken bones. Um, butterfly stitches that you can or not but yeah butterfly bandages that you can use for stitching if there's a laceration. Um, there's also a new item that I just ordered and I can't wait for it to get here. I just saw it and it's called zip stitch. Um, zipstitch.com I think is the is the website and this th- I love this thing. I just found it but I'm uh, including it in all of my um, all of my kits here and it really is like the simplest way that you can stitch a wound without actually having to do sutures and stuff like that. Um, but I love those things. Uh, butterfly, butterfly bandages can do pretty much the same thing and, and are still pretty easy. And it's really super uh, inexpensive as well. Also, you want to make sure that you do have some sort of a pressure dressing, preferably something with quick clot, uh, quick clot in it. Uh, the SeaLox bandages that will have like a, 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 a coagulant component to it. It has got something in it that will stop bleeding uh, that's going to be really helpful because you don't know when you're going to be able to get to a hospital, right? And of course, for any sort of tr- really super traumatic injury we have got massive bleeding, you want to have a tourniquet available that you can stop that bleeding and be able to get to um, a location where you've got first responders or a hospital or something until you can get there. So a tourniquet is absolutely something you should have inside of that kit. So we're talking about a pretty badass kit here that you need to have in your vehicle. And I find that most people always, I know, I know everybody, you may have heard that before, but... Everybody I talk to is like, yeah, 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 I've been meaning to get one of those. And yet they don't. That's, again, one of those things where you don't want to be like the best prepared prepper on the road, but you're watching a family member die because they have a laceration that is bleeding out and you don't have the right gear to be able to take care of it. That's one of those things that most people, they just don't have it in there and they absolutely need to. All right. Okay, well, that's my top 10 list. I could add add on to this actually, but I think we've covered enough right now. And I wanna hear about your ideas as well. So make sure that you go ahead and leave them over there on the blog. I'd love to hear your comments, so please go ahead and leave them there. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive.
1: This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show.